crochet base. We're gonna crochet while we talk about crochet, while we talk about crochet. You can crochet too. Yeah. All right. Well, welcome to episode five welcome, of welcome. the Crochet Base Podcast. I'm Jessica. I'm Meg. And we are the, the Crochet, crochet Base. <laughs> I don't I mean to like... Okay, go, go, you go. <laughs> every episode, we we narrow in a little bit closer to where we want to be. We're almost there. We'll get it eventually. I feel like I need to do a countdown, like... As we're about to say it, so that it goes yes. in unison. It's fine. I think people like it. I think they like how it adds character. It sounds because it's just anytime us, I'm, you know, anytime I mess something up, like you know, a crochet project or you know, well, just anything. I'm like, it adds character. Exactly. Put that a dent once. in your car. It adds character. <laughs> Listen, do not put a dent in my new journey, please. I would. I wouldn't dream of it, Max. I would cry. <laughs> nicest car i've ever owned yeah i feel like we're both in that phase of our lives where like i, I certainly don't have a new car but the car that we have mm-hmm. is the nicest car we've ever had and it's like you you feel a little more like oh i gotta take care of it i gotta I'm do a, a real job. adult i really gotta, I gotta get it washed car. and stuff this episode of the crochet bays we talk about our vehicles that are still <laughs> 10 years old but are the newest things we owned the crochet mobiles, if you will. Hey, mine okay. actually is. It has my logo on it. I love that. I need to get a sticker of my logo for do my it. car. Do it. 100% do it. Worth it. I even got someone to follow me on TikTok because of it. So That's amazing. You have to do it. You have to. I need to. This is the longest intro we've ever done. And yes. I'm, I'm so here for it. I'm here literally. for it as well. We're but literally let's here on. for it. Okay. <laughs> Jess, what are you working on right now? What's new lately? Tell us. I haven't heard from you in a while. Not (laughs) much. Not much? Feel free to elaborate Um, on that. My life is just like, you know how sometimes just everything is happening? Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. It's it's been a year, but that year has only like, it's been the past couple of weeks. You know how you're like, man, it's been a year. And you're like, yep. Nope, it's only been a couple of weeks. That's how it's been lately. Um, speaking of the car that is the newest, nicest car we've ever owned. Um, I kind of take back a little bit of my love for it because our timing chain snapped on it. Oh no. Um, yeah. It's a big one. That's a big fix. Yeah. That's um, an expensive fix. It is. And luckily we have a friend who's a mechanic who like, like legit hooked us up more than it was a massive answer to prayer. Let's just yes, put it that way. praise Jesus. Because it should have cost us a whole lot of money mm-hmm. and um, it ended up not costing us very much at all. Um, so that's great. That's but amazing. anyway, just stuff like that, stuff like that has been happening. So I've been basically like full time overtime door dashing. So this is just your reminder, people, that if you feel the temptation to think that I am just sitting at home crocheting 24-7 because that's maybe <laughs> what you see on social media, let me just tell you that I am living a real dang life over here and I got to pay my bills. <laughs> so Surprise, we have lives besides crocheting. <laughs> yes. So before hitting record in this podcast, I door dashed for 11 hours today. Oh um, my gosh, that's crazy. We got to make all the money. Um, really, like, the biggest reason is because we're going on our family vacation next week and we're going to be at Houghton Lake, the place of nostalgia and, and happiness. Uh, Cause that's where we went yes. every year growing up. 
Um, so we, I'm like trying to make extra money. So we have plenty of spending money when we're up there. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of like a, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, you know, work ahead of time kind of a thing. So there, there's not been a lot of time for crocheting, which makes me sad, but mm-hmm. I'm excited because when I'm at Houghton Lake, I will have all the time in the world to crochet. And I'm very much looking forward to that. Okay. So. But since you weren't crocheting the last few days, or at least since the last episode, um, or since the car broke down, or whatever timeline it is. <laughs> timeline, it. it is. All of it. All of it. Um, what will you be crocheting while you're on vacay? Ooh. Um, What's I, the plan? I want to make another Sunflower Granny Square market bag. <gasps> yeah. Um, that's what I've been working on. Like, if I get some downtime in between DoorDash orders, like, that's what I have in the car with me. So I actually did get a few squares done today. Um, so I'll hopefully be finishing that up and putting it together. I want to make, oh, okay, here's the thing. This is this is the pinnacle, okay? This is what I want to make really bad. I want to make a Granny Square steering wheel cover for my Yes. Car. Oh, I've seen those, the sunflower one. Yes. yes. I yes. literally have like three patterns saved in my Pinterest and on my Etsy because I'm like, I want this. But my steering wheel has the heated thing in it so like Ooh. the cover is useless you do and have a fancy car i do have a fancy car. steering wheel shout out Elon to musk over here my lord <laughs> elon <laughs> musk just call oh, me God. musk from now on it isn't it isn't meg's makes anymore it's musk's makes i thinks i hate it <laughs> Oh, what are we? Five wow, minutes took, in, we've already we've already broken no, Megs. <laughs> five minutes or like fourteen minutes in. <laughs> Time flies when you're having fun. You have to do the fun. whole podcast yourself now. I can't do okay. it. Okay, so anyway, oh friends, gosh. here we go. Um, okay, where where were we? What the heck were we talking? Oh, steering wheel covers. Yeah. <laughs> so actually, my sister, who will be up north too, sent me a. <laughs> You guys, I can see because we video chat while we record this. And I'm just watching Megs with like literal tears flowing from her eyes. Um, so so Emily had sent me a pattern that mm-hmm. she found. And she was like, hey, you should make one of these or we should make one of these. I don't remember exactly. But so we might both because she's going to be at Houghton Lake as well. Mm-hmm. So that, that might be a project that the two of us work on is making some some matching steering wheel covers for our car. That's so exciting. I love that. Also, shout out to M. We love M. Somehow. She's not listening to this podcast. She knows me. She's known me longer than you, but that's a story for another time. It certainly is. Also a story we've probably already Um, told before. (laughs) Yeah, we may have. Um, have, Did you say what you're working on? I did not. I don't think you have yet. We really got into what you were doing. (laughs) Megs, I just, I really want to know. You really want to know. What's new? Well, what are you working on? The last two days, I have been batch making baby turtles, and I've made eight. Which is a big deal for you, because you don't usually I, yeah. make a lot of one no, thing. I don't batch at, make at one at time. All, but I've literally made eight baby turtles, and I will make more. And I've been on like TikTok Live a lot the last two days, um, and I've had like tons of engagement and it's been so fun i got some i got some like crazy etsy sales and that was wild so like 
Thank you to anybody who bought Steve the Snake, because like almost everybody bought Steve the Snake over my last two lives. And he's famous. They were like really encouraging me to make these turtles. I made a watermelon turtle because they were all like, do it, make a watermelon turtle. So there's this little watermelon baby turtle. And I wish I would have brought them up here so I could actually like show you. But um, yes, I've been making lots of little turtles. I have a market September 3rd. Yay. So I've been trying to make a lot of things for that. I also batch made some blueberries. Um, so I made five blueberries, and they're pretty adorable. And I like little like with like faces on them. Yes, they're like like Aww. a little bit bigger than pocket sized, um, and they have like little faces and little like blushing cheeks. And oh my gosh, you I gotta have it. cheeks, right? Of course. And Ami isn't an Ami without the cheeks. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so I'm just like really trying to get more in the habit of batch making um, as much as I hate it so that I can have more of the same thing for people. Yes. Yeah. So I there's, don't, yeah, there's, there's pros and cons to like totally. batch making, Yeah. which we could probably cover in another episode, but yeah, it is nice to have like a little, a little pile of like, look at mm-hmm. all, look at all these things that I made. And it's so exciting to have like this little army of turtles. Like they're yes. just chilling on my printer right now. And I'm like, I love you. I don't want to get rid of any of you, but I must. I wonder like in real life <clears throat> nature scenarios, <laughs> um, how like when, when <laughs> I said that in the most complicated way that you possibly could, um, how many turtles are like in one what is it? What is the term? It's not a, not a litter of turtles, but <laughs> <laughs> you know, a, a batch. Okay, a group, a family of turtles. I, like how many turtles? I semi do, know the does answer. mom turtle? I semi okay. know the answer to this question. Okay, first is of it all, five? It's more than five. Uh, I oh, don't okay. know the number, the average number of eggs they produce, because um, it also depends on what type of turtle. But turtles are not like herding animal like they don't they they're solitary animals so like even though you yeah, see like they don't ponds, like stay together yeah, yeah even though you don't see like ponds of them or you see ponds of them like like a bunch of them they're very territorial and they're solitary so they will get aggressive towards each other and they should not be housed together or live together unless it's like an extremely large area where they can have a good amount of space to them this is completely unrelated yeah, to crochet, but like, I was just thinking the amount of tangents we go on in yes. this podcast is truly astounding it's relevant because I have two pet turtles and they're actually right over there anyways so they're chilling with us I turned their filter off and their lights off and they're probably super mad at me but it's fine because they're jerks sometimes anyways what you <laughs> drinking Jess um well <clears throat> I'm glad you brought that up because I will be drinking coffee at some point. I think my husband is home now. He's making coffee for me. So when you guys hear the um <clears throat> studio door squeak open, just know that it's a coffee delivery from my husband. So I will be drinking coffee uh whenever he finishes making it. <laughs> we love it. We love a good coffee. I Literally finished my entire cup of coffee. The first time on an episode, in five episodes, that I'm actually drinking coffee, I downed the thing before we even started recording. Yeah. So we're back to quality H2O. We're back to quality H2O. Nothing wrong with a little H2O. I just prefer mine to have some ground up beans. I love bean water. As well. We just love, we love a good bean water. See, to me, coffee is quality H2O. 
Like there's yeah. H2O and then quality H2O is, <laughs> is water that has been filtered through coffee grounds. Okay, but now I need to know. Do you think different types of waters, like distilled, purified, spring water, whatever? Spring water's gross. What? Yeah, reverse osmosis all the way. Oh my gosh. Spring you, water's trash. That's it. You're fired. You can be done. The Crochet Bays is now the Crochet Bay because spring water is the best water. <laughs> It's really gross to me. I don't like the taste of it. That's why I, I love a good, I love a good like alkaline water, like mm-hmm. an electrolyte water. I drink a lot of those when I'm training for races those and are stuff. Good. And those I are good. love the taste of that, especially when you're like, you've been running and you're really thirsty, you're parched, you're hot. You drink some of that electrolyte water. It's like, ugh, it's like drinking life. It's beautiful. Okay. While she's running, I'm just getting all dehydrated from all the power crocheting I'm doing. Because I'm actually crocheting through the week. Basically the same thing. (laughs) (laughs) The judgment. There's my crocheted for you. Crocheted. Throw in the crocheted. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Crocheting with Black Yarn. Have you ever been crocheting and thought to yourself, gosh, this is just too easy. I need to challenge myself. Better yet. I want this to be so difficult that I temporarily hate it and chuck it in the corner of the room out of frustration. If you answered yes, try crocheting with black yarn. It's like the final boss of crocheting. Good luck. You're going to need it. Now let's get back to the episode. You guys, we are so excited because not only is episode five a milestone episode, but we Mm -hmm. have an awesome surprise for you guys which yes we do i guess isn't really going to be a surprise at this point because we'll definitely be promoing this like crazy beforehand we got anna lynn from safari crochet to come on the episode and let us interview her so now now we're a real podcast guys we're a real podcast and this is where she's like okay i'm done i'm I'm not doing this anymore (laughs) She's gone. She hung up. What happened? <laughs> so welcome, Anna Lynn. And you guys can't say hi, but say hi to Anna Lynn because she's here. Everybody say hi. Everybody. <laughs> so we are going to be asking Anna Lynn a few questions and hopefully get a peek into um, who she is and a little peek behind the curtain of the business of actually making crochet hooks. Yes. So, um, Annalyn, let's just start off with the basics. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Hi, I'm Annalyn, and I'm from Washington State. I'm married to Kyle, and we have Safari Crochet, as well as two daughters, Sophie and Ari. So, I kind of feel like maybe the, the, uh, the intelligent listener has already picked up on this, but uh, I just want to follow up real quick. Can you explain the meaning behind your um, your business name? So we took Sophie's name and Ari's name and we put it together and we came up with Safari. I love that. It's so easy to remember too, which is great. Like, I feel like there's a lot of times where I will um, be crocheting with one of my hooks and someone goes, oh, where did you get that hook? And then I'm like, oh, shoot. What's the name? I got to go look back at the name because I can't remember the name exactly. But like anytime I'm crocheting with my Safari crochet hook and someone asks, I'm like, oh, it's Safari crochet. So like, good job. <laughs> well, memorable <thank> name. <laughs> Very memorable. That people, 
I always worried that people would think that I was like obsessed with animals or um or just really didn't know why we have a ph in there and uh yeah it's from sophie and ari i love it i love it our daughters i think probably one of the biggest questions that everyone is wondering and i know i'm wondering and i bet jess is also wondering is like how did you get started in hook making like i imagine that it started with crochet but like how did you all of a sudden go i'm gonna start making crochet hooks so I'm really picky and I have a lot of wrist problems. Mm-hmm. Um, my daughter, Ari, she was the whole reason I even got into crochet and she wanted an amigurumi doll. And she pestered me for about two weeks, just like would not let it go. She wanted a crochet doll. And she's like, you could do it, mom. I know you could do it. Aww. I'm like, I have no idea what I'm doing, child. And um, I went into a Joann's one day. I found a book from... Um, whimsical stitches and I just fell in love and I did so much amigurumi for my children and the crochet hooks that I had available to me killed my hands especially when I sized down to like a Mm 3.25 and um so I was I was looking for various hooks I I think I went from like a boy hook to a Susan Bates and then I tried a clover and I loved the clover, but I could not deal with the handle. Mm-hmm. Um, for some reason it was rubbing my palm raw. And so I was like, okay, I love the, uh, the clover, but this isn't working for me. And then somebody suggested a furls crochet hook and I loved furls. They were really, really comfortable. Having that ergonomic shape was just amazing, but I kept running into some quality issues when I first got them they were like still kind of like a new company and um, I was just dealing with things breaking or um, the nickel plating coming off and I was getting really upset by it and my husband's like well why don't we just make candles Um, my brother-in-law at the time he was pouring like a resin table and he's like you could totally make uh, handles out of resin and uh, started kind of talking to us about the process and then my husband Kyle and I we just dove right in um Kyle uh, went onto a lathe and created our shape for us I was like I want a furls hook but a thumb rest like I need a thumb Mm -hmm. rest and so he played around with the shape and we found one that we really like and we made like one mold and we just played around with that for a couple months actually and we just failed miserably. It just was not working out very well. And then um, we just kept going and figured out um, a couple different things. I think with resin, it's it's uh, definitely a huge learning curve. You just have to, you have to mess up to learn. And then I started posting pictures on Instagram of the things that we were making. And people asked if I was going to sell them. And it was like around the time, uh, co- right before COVID, and I was working in a soap shop, and then I lost my job uh, because of COVID, and just went right into hook making and haven't looked back. That's amazing. That is so cool. Oh my gosh, I could I could literally ask like thirteen follow up questions right now, but I won't. Um, but so let me get this straight. Your so your husband was the one who initially was like, "Let's make our own crochet hook." Yep. That's really cool. Yeah, he, um, he was like, we can, 
we can use a lathe, we can turn out the shape and create a mold. And we, so we did a lot of research on how to make molds. And um, to this day, he is still the person who makes the handles um, on the lathe. And he's the one who makes all my molds for me. That's so cool. And, uh, um, and then I just pour all the designs and we drill the hooks together because I'm really scared of the big equipment. Fair enough. <laughs> I would be too. <laughs> it makes me so nervous. Um, and yeah. So it so. sounds like you guys are kind of like a DIY power couple. Yeah. I love that. That that seems pretty accurate. It's like that saying of why buy it when you can make it for like a million times more. <laughs> <laughs> right? I resonate. I resonate with that. I love it though. Um, so when you decided to make hooks, um, was there a consideration of materials of like, maybe I should do clay, maybe I should do resin, or did you just automatically think like, nope, I'm going to do resin or like, what made you choose one over the other? I, I cannot like shape clay to save my mm. life. I took a ceramics class in high school and I failed. It was the only <laughs> art class in my entire life that I've failed. And like, I'm a pretty artsy person, but cannot save my life with clay at all. And, um, so I tried and, uh, Kyle was like checking the integrity of it and he snapped it and I was like, nope, I'm not doing clay. If it could break that easily. Nope. It's just not for me. It was really heavy. I couldn't like find, um, something comfortable to use without it being like really heavy or just fragile. Mm -hmm. I just props to all the clay makers out there because I cannot do what you're doing. It it's. You're amazing. I guess I love I, that. I, oh, sorry. I was just going to say, I love that. I feel like there's space for everyone to do their own thing because it's yeah. like for you, it sounds like clay is a really hard medium to work with, but like resin Absolutely. is super temperamental. So the fact that you guys have kind of figured out what works for you with resin, like I'm sure all the clay people are like more power to you <laughs> because like we, my husband and I have done some resin projects. Actually, my desk that I'm sitting at right now has resin poured on it and it is, it is a beast. It it's finicky. It took a long time for Kyle and I to really um, figure it out. I think I played around with resin before I made my first successful hook for like seven months. Wow. And we were doing it like every week wow. trying to make it work. And um, it, even now, like I'm, I just celebrated two and a half years of making hooks on Etsy and I'm still learning new things. And, um, and I still mess up from time to time. It, it's it's very finicky. Like tem uh, temperature is a big thing. Mm -hmm. Getting your ratios right. Um, then you put in mica and glitter, and it's temperamental too. So it's like a huge learning curve. You have to be really patient, which is kind of funny because I'm not very patient. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I you know I've never even considered it, but like. Obviously, there's so much work that goes into making both resin and polymer clay hooks. And I've always looked at the polymer clay hooks as like, oh, this is hard. Like, this is really hard. But like, I and, and admittedly so, I don't know that much about resin. I know that it takes like very tedious work to get it right or it's completely wrong and won't work. But I didn't consider it being like that difficult, I guess, like in my head until really thinking about like the process it takes to even make the resin, the right, you know, mixture, whatever you want to call it. Um, 
I obviously, we've talked about this in episode four and I like talk about my hooks all the time, but I own some of your hooks. I love them. They're beautiful. Mm-hmm. The collections are like to die for. Like, I don't know if there's any listeners who have not seen her hooks, you need to go on her Instagram, which will be um, in the show notes. And you need to look at these collections because they are beautiful. I literally melted over your bakery collection. Um so where do you get like your inspiration for your collections? Um, it could be anything really. Uh, I had fun with, uh, the recipe uh, collection. I love to cook and a lot of the inspiration for those handles were from recipes that my family has made for a long time. Um, sometimes it could just be like, Oh, I want to make a mushroom hook and let's do a whole forest theme around that. Or, Maybe there's some yarn that I fell in love with and it's a color combination um, that I want to use. And so that could inspire me too. A lot of times I can look at Pinterest and look at color combinations and just like the fun um, pictures that they have and kind of get some ideas from that. But uh, I like talking to people and seeing what they're inspired by and just having like the back and forth of... um, a friend of mine, she really loves space and Ooh. she was really pushing me to do some space things. And I had so much fun on that collection. It was like, can we do another space theme together? Like, that would be so much fun. I'm like um, over here just getting so giddy. I just, <laughs> uh, I love these hooks, guys. Uh, well, thank you. That, I mean, so much to me. It really, it really does. Um, with the collections, first of all, do you have a favorite? Yeah, what's out of your the favorite collection? So Ooh, mm, I really like doing the flowers. I think there's something about them that just I really love doing because um, you get to play with a bunch of different colors and like flowers have different meanings and they they could be so um, varied in how they look. So a lot of room to play with. Uh, I get a lot of people who ask me to bring them back and I'm always like, gladly. Um, the next uh, collection I have, I'll have a couple flower um inspired handles um um okay i have one more follow-up about the collections and i'll and then i'll get to the actual (laughs) next question um so for those who haven't really seen your hooks yet for when you say like a recipe collection or a flower collection i know there's lots of different types of like kind of fun custom hooks out there are you do you focus mostly on like just colors that are inspired by those ideas or do you do things that are like drawn on painted on 3d shapes like kind of talk about like what your specific uh brand of crochet hooks look like Hmm. i i think i really like to play with mica and glitter i've tried adding a couple things to my handles and they just don't it's not my favorite thing to do i run into a lot of problems when i try to put things in them um so i think i would mostly be inspired by color or color combinations. Um, I'm really aiming to get the intricate swirls and just having the, like, I want you to look at your hook and be like, oh, this is pretty, but also really comfortable. <laughs> get lost. Okay, but hook. you would never know that because I have the water nymph one with the pearls in it and it looks fabulous and it is really pretty. And it was like 100% why I chose it. Cause I was like, that is a beautiful hook. <laughs> I had to keep one of those for myself um, 
because I was like, chances are I will probably never make this again unless I can figure this out. And if I don't keep one for myself, I will have hook regret. <laughs> I did that with um, the wood nymph hook. That was like one of the first hooks that I put mm-hmm. out um, when we started. And I didn't keep one for myself. And I was like, why did I do this? And so I had to try to remake it. And getting like the beads and the wood in there, I just, it's difficult. I am not. I'm not the master of that. <laughs> there are some other makers who can put feathers and stones and flowers and they're and they they are amazing. Like I wish I could do that. That's so cool. Um okay, so real quick, just kind of speed talk us through the process of how you actually make a crochet hook. So, you know, my molds are already done. So I will come up with a design. I try to come up with my theme because then it allows me to focus on colors. And then um, so I'll pour the hooks. And then once they are cured, resin takes a while to cure. Um, my husband and I will drill holes into them uh, to put the hooks in. And then I set the hooks with more resin. Once that's set, then I have to hand sand. Um, to make it like really smooth. And then I start glazing. And my glazing process is glaze, sand, glaze, sand, glaze, sand, and then hopefully, fingers crossed, final glaze. Um, and I use like a really thick resin for that final glaze, just so it's like super smooth. And um, so it's it's quite a process. It sounds like but, it. Uh, yeah. it takes me it takes me quite a while, um, especially the sanding. Um, I try to do about 60 hooks for each update. Like that's just the number that's felt comfortable for me. Um, but sanding 60 hooks, it, it, it could be kind of overwhelming sometimes. I really have to break it up. I try to listen to audiobooks and maybe catch up on TV um, while I do that. Uh, that's probably the hardest part about doing this is just the sanding. Mm. Uh, it's, uh, it's hard. I wish there was an easier way to do it other than just taking sandpaper and going at it. If you were to put a number on it, how long do you think the process takes from start to finish for one hook? Like roughly one hook. I would say at least probably seven days. If I were to do a hook start to finish, um, it would be about seven days because I have to uh, have cure time Mm -hmm. and then, um, there's the sanding, glazing, cure in between the, when I can do it next. So, yeah, it's about seven That's days. That's wild. And you do 60 of those for a collection. Like 60 mm-hmm. and they each take seven days. Oh, my gosh. That's like blowing my mind right now. And Jess is like a little bit familiar with the resin world or a lot of it maybe. You've done a, an okay I would say a little of, bit. Yeah. Like we've, we've done a couple of projects, but it's mostly Michael doing the like mm-hmm. mixing and pouring and stuff. My Like when we've done – resin pours for like entire desks or counters my job is like to take the little uh heat gun and get all the bubbles out i, I really enjoy that yes. it's very satisfying to me um but that's about my skill level of resin i love it I love <laughs> there it. is something super satisfying about the heat gun yeah. i have one too <laughs> and it's it's just they're you pop all the bubbles. Hey, mm-hmm. I also have a heat gun and I don't get to pop any bubbles. What is this? It's like, it's kind <laughs> of akin to like the satisfaction of like power washing. I feel like it's yes. kind of a similar type of like just deep seated happiness. <laughs> I love that. 
very, very satisfying. What yes. would you say is the most difficult part of the process of making a crochet hook? Definitely sanding. Sanding. It's just like physically, like my hands hurt quite a bit afterwards. Uh, I don't have my nails painted like ever because I will sand them right off. Oh no. It's, um, <laughs> it's not fun. Um, sometimes drilling can be kind of hard. Um, I feel like Kyle and I both get a little scared that we're going to drill the hole crooked. And it's like, if you drill the hole crooked, then the hook's going to be crooked. And then it's like, you put all this time into it and it's like, oh, it's a noopsie hook now. Um, that was really hard, especially when I was doing custom work. I stopped doing custom work, um, like custom sizes, I should clarify, for that reason specifically. Because if I messed up, it was like, oh no, this person, they already bought their hook and, and I just messed it up and it's crooked. And um, so now I'm gonna have to remake this for them and they're gonna have to wait longer. So it just, it became a lot easier to, to change my process so that I am just uh, ready to ship and if they're an oopsie, then I let people know that they're an oopsie. I love a good oopsie. I'm not going to lie. I really do. And it isn't even Mike's like, send me all your oopsies, Send please. me all the oopsies. Like, <laughs> I, I want the non-oopsie ones, but also there's just something about having a hook that is unique to everybody else's too. It I mean, they're character. All, they all obviously are unique because you can't perfectly pour everything to the exact same. But... It's just cool. I just like the oopsies. I'm all about them. When I was like a big cloth diaper mom and <gasps> yes, yep. <laughs> same, same. Um, I was all about getting the oopsie diapers, like the upside down prints and everything. Yes. Totally unrelated to crochet, yes. but related to the oopsiness. That makes me happy that there's like another cloth diaper mom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's yeah. something there's something very wrong sounding about an oopsie diaper. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what it means, but it doesn't sound good. It just means the print placement is not correct. Or like, I know it. that. Like, but when perfectly you first said it, so. I was like, what does that mean? <laughs> oh, goodness. New merch coming soon. An oopsie diaper. <laughs> Oh, gosh. Upside down crochet bay logos on cloth diapers. <laughs> That's the new merch. There is somebody who cloth would want diapers. it. <laughs> it's you. You're the I one. Don't, I don't even have like a kid in cloth diapers anymore. I think I might need that. <laughs> right? See? <laughs> There's oh, a market goodness. for everything. Truly. <laughs> um, okay. So we talked about what's the most difficult part of making a crochet hook. Now, what is your favorite part? of maybe not necessarily the easiest, but what's your favorite part of making a hook? Designing for sure. I mean, I can sit in front of my workstation and just play with glitter and look at mica and pull everything out and, and just see how everything might look together um, or just sketching up an idea um, to see how it might look uh, coming up with themes. Uh, that can be so much fun. Like with the recipe collection that we did, my whole idea was to be able to post the recipes on my Instagram. I thought that'd be so much fun. And then it allowed me to be like, well, what recipes do I like? And then pulling all of these like family favorites. And there can be a lot of inspiration in that. It's a lot of fun. It keeps me motivated to keep going. So it's designing for sure just coming up with those designs I love, I love that it. you always have a story with every design you do like 
just the I like I seriously when I see them dropping you're like introducing them I always look forward to reading it all over Instagram because I'm like what inspired this I need to know it's so beautiful and it was so fun like I was like oh these recipes are wonderful like I'm gonna save these even if I don't get a hook like saving this on my Instagram so I can go back and make these strawberry crepes and the lemon bar yes for sure I love a good lemon bar so good a good lemon bar um you talked a little bit about how you and Kyle work as a team so what's it like working with your husband so it's it's mostly me but like I can't say that I'd have any of this without Kyle because Kyle's the one who made the handle he always makes my molds I'm I'm always kind of just like sheepishly handing him the silicone mix I'm like please make me more molds so I don't have to (laughs) and then um he does all the drilling for me. I am so scared to use our drill press and I'm always worried that I'm going to mess things up. So it's like having his confidence to do all of these things. It's, it's definitely grounding for me, but um, it, it's really nice. He, uh, he works a full-time job as an electrician. So he doesn't always have a lot of time to do things with me um, with Safari crochet, but it's definitely appreciated when he does that's awesome we love a good supportive husband yes Yes, we do he's the best he's the best i'm very lucky we love it that's awesome um so i'm guessing there might be a couple people who are listening right now who maybe have the desire to try their hand at making crochet hooks or crochet hook handles Um, Do you have any bits of advice or any tips for somebody who's looking to kind of dip their toes in that world? Um, I feel like if it's something you really want to do, YouTube is your friend to kind of just get an idea of what you're doing. Um, And then be patient and understand that it has a really large learning curve. Um, I am always accepting people to email me if they have questions about things. I like to give tips and tricks and see what I could do to help because I know that there's a huge learning curve. So anything I can help with that's, that's kind of make things easier. Um, but uh, just have fun, be patient, kind of look on YouTube, ask questions. Uh, there's a lot of uh, hook makers out there who actually are really uh, supportive and helpful. When I was first starting, I know Luxie Loops, Colleen, mm-hmm. she was amazing. I I don't think that I would have gotten very far without her help. Or um, Kyle used to drill all of the handles by hand before Amanda from My Darn Yarn told us about a drill press. So it's we have an amazing crochet hook community. Um, definitely ask questions because the, they're wonderful. I feel That's like, so cool. I guess I don't even know, and maybe you can clarify on this too, but... I know about Lexi Loops. I know about Love Stitches All. And then, of course, you. But that's really all I know as far as um, resin-based hookmakers. Otherwise, like, I feel like Polymer Clay really dominates the hookmaking world. Yeah, I, I would say that Polymer Clay is really big. There, If you go on Etsy, there's quite a few resin makers. Um, most of the time, they're in a different country. Mm-hmm. Um, but I find myself... Um, discovering new makers out there and and very tempting my collection keeps growing i love it that's so fun 
Um, oh, wait, you have the next question, Max. I was about to steal your question. Rude. How dare you? <laughs> I got to know. I, and you kind of said a little bit, but uh, maybe you'll be so kind to let us know if there's, uh, you know, a little bit about the next um, collection that's coming. Any hints, sneak peeks, anything like that you can share with us? Actually, the strawberry crepe handle kind of inspired my next collection. So I took the summer off. Um, I usually try to take the summer off. The My kids are out of school, so I want to spend time with them. But this summer was like a, really about reflection and taking more time for myself and um, more just like me time, right? Uh, mental health. Yeah. And I kept um, strawberry crepe. And strawberry crepe is red and white and pink, and it has uh, gold glitter, the super fine gold glitter. And over the summer, I fell in love with tulip edamo hooks. Have you ever oh, yeah. heard of tulips? Oh, yeah. Oh, man. They, they are so nice. So nice. And um, they have a gold set. And I was like, oh, man, like a tulip edamo gold would be beautiful in a strawberry crepe hook. And then I made a, uh, a hook for a friend. And it also had gold glitter. And I was like, oh, my tulip edamo would be great in that too. And then I just thought about all of these hooks that um, maybe I regretted not keeping one for myself, or maybe I'd want to remake the design. And they all have gold glitter in them. So it was kind of like my have fun with the designs, make something for myself. And then, you know, just tulips. They're so good. They're so good. They're so glossy and like sharp. I love them. As a omigurumi maker and now getting into garments, they're they're definitely my favorite. Ooh, this makes me really excited. Tulip and gold, and those two are our big hints. I cannot wait. Do we potentially have a tentative um, like release date? Drop yeah. <laughs> So um, I was hoping for the end of August and then I woke up the other day and I was like, oh my goodness, we're already like a third of the way into August <laughs> yeah. and these hooks are not even set yet. I am hoping to have early September. Um, I would say I would just barrel through and do end of August, but Kyle and I are celebrating our 16th anniversary Ooh, on the 22nd. Yeah, girl. It's super exciting. It's like, it's the big anniversary for us because we're high school sweethearts. We started dating when we were 16 Aww. and now we're together for 16 I years. We're like, how's our life together? So Precious. I definitely want to give that. It's like appreciated. Time. Okay, fine. I can wait till September then. After that <laughs> you know story, I, how can I say no? <laughs> Kyle will Set your that. love aside <laughs> and make the hooks. <laughs> um, 16 no, years? Who cares? We need hooks. <laughs> I will say I'm making more hooks this time. So Ooh. like I, I kept adding designs. <laughs> I was like, I need this one too. No, I, I also need this one. So I think I'm coming out with like nine designs this time. There's quite a few. That's awesome. Listen, y'all, I'm about Mom. to hype myself up. Go on my Etsy, buy my patterns, buy 30 of them. Even though I only have five, I need nine crochet hooks. Thank you. <laughs> This is actually perfect, though, because this episode will air August 30th. Yes. Yep. So if you yep. release early September, then this will be this episode will be heads up to all of our listeners to so keep an I eye out. I have permission. 
for sure. You do. It's to, perfect. Yes, really, September. we it's, give you full to permission to take your time <laughs> because I mean, it's a it's really a smart business decision at the end of the day. You know, it's you want to make sure is. you're casting a wide net to your potential customers. We made it perfect now, so it just yep. it's Thank we you. just laid it <laughs> out. Now you can do take it. Take your time. <laughs> okay. Yep. I didn't add this into the questions, but. Like we've talked all about your business, which obviously was really exciting. We really wanted to talk to you about it um, because your crochet hooks are amazing. But like, I also want to hear about your crochet, you know, like you make Amis, you're getting into garments. Like, do you sell any of that stuff? Do you pattern make? I don't. I, I don't think I could make something um, and keep going. Like you batch making those turtles. Mm -hmm. I, I just would get so bored. Sorry. Oh, I, uh, <laughs> I just like do not have the attention span to keep doing that over and over again. I have friends who do it too. And I'm like, you are amazing. Oh, no. The life I has been sucked be out to. of me right now. Like there is none. <laughs> I'd be so burnt out. Um, I started with Amigurumi and I really love doing them. I don't, um, often have, uh, people to give them to. Um, I fill up a lot of my space in my craft room with uh, Amigurumi if I can. But um, I really have gotten into shawls. Uh, shawls have been so much fun. And I started collecting fingering weight yarn Ooh. as an inpatient person. I'm really testing my patience. Yeah, you are. <laughs> and I have a lot of it to get through. <laughs> Um, I just started doing a color work, uh, sweater. I am doing the Aliak pullover from Nomad Stitches, her new book. And I'm so excited to do that. I've been wanting to do color work sweaters for so long. I have yarn for so many color work sweaters that, yeah, it, it's going to be a, like, into my late life still making these sweaters because I... I'm so inspired by what everybody's put out. I love that. I cannot get into garments. I love them. They're beautiful. I'm always like, I'm going to make one. And then I get to the point where I'm sitting down. I'm like, I'm going to make this. And then I'm like, nope, not doing it. And I go back <laughs> to my turtles or something from Jen's Crafty Creations because I feel like that's all I ever crochet because I love her patterns. Um, or a good temp Steve because we're always making a Steve. <laughs> We are always <laughs> making a steam. Always making a what, um, Annalyn, what is your favorite type of garment to make that you've made so far? Um, I made Kyle a hoodie that took me like a year. Ooh, wow. I say I'm really proud of That's that amazing. one. Um, I hope that he wears it until he dies because it took me forever. Yes, that's and what I told Michael time... when I made him a sweater. Yes! <laughs> you better wear this every dang day. Put it in the will every that day. when they die, they have to wear it in their every caskets. Day. It's like you're being buried in this thing because it took me forever to make. Anytime I try to pick up another project, Kyle's like, that's not my sweater. And I'm just like, oh, I don't want to work on your sweater anymore. I want to make some other things. Um garments that come to mind i i, I want to do more raglans they just seem like they'd be really easy to make um but shawls i am so inspired by like tony lipsy from tl young mm -hmm. all of her tunisian stuff i really want to do that i um i have a couple planned and i hope that i can actually get to them soon. it's all so pretty oh. i wish i had the patience for it but i'm an instant gratification person and it's really hard <laughs> well, like I feel like shawls are great because they're 
there's so many fun, beautiful patterns. Yeah. They're really versatile. Like you can base it's basically a culturally acceptable blanket that you wear, you know, like you can mm-hmm. drape it around yourself one way. You can almost wear it as a scarf in certain situations. Like <laughs> it's very versatile, but then also it's not like it is a garment piece, but it's, it doesn't have so much moving pieces to it, like making a full on sweater or something it, it's like it's not- essentially a flat piece. So it works up quicker than some other garments you could choose to make. So I just feel like it really is a great, it's a great wearable project. And you don't have to be super concerned about gauge mm-hmm. or fitting properly. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a really scary thing about making these sweaters is just like, is this actually going to fit? Because they take so much time to make. Yeah. And it would be really sad for it to just like live in my closet and never be worn. Yeah. You don't have to be yeah. nearly as precise with a shawl. There's nothing sadder mm-hmm. than putting so much like work and effort into something and then you can't do anything with it. Like it's like yes. the biggest like soul sucker ever. <laughs> yes, And it, it makes you not want to do another one. Mm-hmm. And then if you're like me and you bought like yarn for every project out there, you're like, what am I going to do with this yarn now? It's just going to live <laughs> In my cubby of pet yarn. You mean I bought 20 skeins of retro stripes and I don't know what to do with it? <laughs> Never. <Right>? Not me. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, Annalyn, thank you so, so much for being our very first. Like, this is actually like this is history. Okay? Yeah. You were the first guest ever on the Crochet Base podcast. And it was what a great interview it was. It was so cool to kind of peel back the the curtain into the crochet hook making world. And I really enjoyed hearing about the process. And yeah, it was so much fun. Thank you. And thank you so much for having me. This is the first time I've done something like this. And it's been a really amazing experience. Oh, thank good. you so much. Yay. So We're glad. So, glad. So-, so um, I, you go ahead. Oh, I would just do it. need yep. to hyper up one more time. If you guys yes. don't follow Annalyn at Safari Crochet, make sure you're following her Instagram. Follow her Etsy shop. Like, you need one of these hooks. And it pains me to say that because it means that it's one more more person making it harder for me to get one. <laughs> but you do need one. They are incredible. I have two. They Like, honestly, they're my most used hooks. I'm not even just saying that because we're interviewing her. If you watch my videos on TikTok, if you're on my lives, you'll see me use my orange and green hook. Excuse me. That was weird. <laughs> I just made a really weird, like, <laughs> bubble in my throat. <laughs> I mean, if it makes you feel better, I didn't hear it. I didn't either. <laughs> so you're just basically laughing for no reason. Perfect. It's great. All right, back to what I was saying. My most used hook is one of my hooks by Annalyn. So, like, you need one. That's why Shut Up and Take My Money last week was so far at Crochet Hooks. Yes. And all of the stuff will be linked in the show notes so you can find her easily. So make sure you do that before you uh, before you go about the rest of your day. Yeah. Go stalk her. All right. It's worth it. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks again, Annalyn, so much. All right. Speaking of shut up and take my money, it's yes. shut up and take my money time. Yeah, shut up. And take my money. <laughs> Just shut up. Don't Just don't take my money. Stop. Give me money. Yes. <laughs> it's taking a turn. I'm it's a little a different segment than we usually tonight. do. Tonight's shut up and take my money is a little more basic. 
It isn't a very specific item, but it is related to crochet hooks. And yes. we, our shut and take um, my money tonight is hook jars. Now hear me out. This seems kind of dumb, but how many times, <laughs> how many times have you lost your hook in the couch, underneath the couch, in your bed, in your recliner, wherever you're crocheting, how many times have you lost your hook? The limit does not exist. <laughs> On Wednesdays, we wear pink. <laughs> I'm so glad you made that reference. I literally just watched that movie like last week. <laughs> this is the greatest day of my life. Thank you. That is all. The end of the podcast happens right now. It just cuts off it right here. Cut, it just cuts off. So no. a hook jar. I don't actually have one of these. So no. for people who are like, what the heck is that? Um, tell them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's not like a specific thing. You don't like Google hook jar or go on Etsy. I mean, it's not I'm a sure brand name product. It's, it's not. Like you could probably quite honestly go onto Etsy and find people who just design hook jars. But like I got a makeup brush jar, like an acrylic makeup brush yeah. jar. And that's Which is I, actually a great, yeah. I, great advice for no, somebody perfect. who doesn't have it's, one. It's inexpensive. It's big enough because it fits, you know, makeup brushes. If you're a makeup person, you know they come in various sizes and you need a million of them. Um, it's a good height. Yes. To where they're the not going to fall out. height. Like I just bought a basic acrylic makeup brush container from Target. And the fun thing like I do is I find different like creators that I love. I get their stickers and I stick it to my hook jar. So I have a so far crochet hook sticker on that hook jar. I have a Berg's Nest crochet sticker on that hook yeah. jar. I have a crochet base sticker on that hook jar. Yeah. And there'll be more of them because we have sticker merch. Yes, and go buy the stickers. I just, I just love like decking it out to look all fancy and crochet themed. So it's definitely worth it. You can, I mean, you can literally get anything. Mason jar, fine. Like, plastic cup, fine. Um, makeup brush container, do it. Like, go on Etsy and find someone who makes fancy ones. I bet you could find resin creators that make them. Mm -hmm. Like, there's, I know there's some people who make these, like, fancy acrylic or wooden stands for crochet hooks. I know that Katie Dids has one. Yes, yeah. Anna Lynn has one. I can see it in the background. Like, <laughs> and they're so pretty. There's so many. Okay, that's ah! awesome. She's I wish multiple. you guys could see her wall hanger things for her hooks because it's beautiful. It um, is. There's so many different ideas, but for real, like get some type of hook jar container because they're amazing, they're helpful, and you'll look like a professional. Because that's what we're all it, trying to do here. Is it's just basically a way to take your hooks, keep them all in one centrally located spot, and also it kind of, when you put them in a cute jar, it makes them kind of look like they're there on purpose. And it's almost like you've turned your hobby into decor, you know? Yeah. Also, I feel like my my little tidbit, because I don't have a hook jar, but if I were going to look for one somewhere, the place I would probably start looking is planters, like ceramic <gasps> Ooh, pots and stuff. I feel yeah. like there would be some really pretty planters that would make really cute hook jars. That's so genius. I also, this is so cute. Um, my sister-in-law sent it to me. There's a pattern on etsy or something i don't remember where but it was a kangaroo it was like a mama kangaroo and <gasps> stop and i little, know where this is going yes the little pouch instead <laughs> of having a little roux in there she had the crochet hooks in there and then there was like this little hoop on the ear of the 
of the kangaroo that held all the stitch markers and I was dying. Like you got to crochet it. It's an omegarumi. It's so cute though. If I can find the pattern, we'll stick it in the show notes because it's the cutest thing ever. So if you want something like you're full blown dedicated to crochet, you don't need no hook jar. You're going to make your own hook jar. You now made a kangaroo in a pouch that's holding your hooks. I love that so much. Do it. Somebody please do yeah. it and tag me. Like I feel Instagram, like my version, Facebook, TikTok, wherever. Please tag me. Do it and tag me. My version of that would be um I have this I have this uh pattern saved. It's a YouTube tutorial one and it's a um a sloth planter where it's yes. like a sloth yep. laying mm-hmm. and the the planter pot like rests on his on his stomach. Um and that would be like if I was going to crochet something to hold my hooks, that's what I would do because it would be like holding the little jar. Have you seen the That'd llama really version cute. of that? There's like a llama one. It doesn't hang, but it, oh it literally gosh. like slides onto like a terracotta pot and it's a llama and it's the cutest thing. See, well, like a million different versions you can do. You some could, animal is going to be holding my crochet hooks. You could literally <laughs> buy a mason jar with this fancy like little – I, what do you call it from your website? The mason jar. My mason jar covers? Yes, there. You can that get one of those from Jessica and that can Burks be your hook jar. Like, yeah, seriously. BirdsNestCrochet.com. <laughs> you can buy one of those. A mason jar cover. Yeah, uh, there we go. That's the word I <laughs> Do it. <laughs> buy Jess's mason jar covers and then you'll have a fancy, beautiful hook jar. And not only will you have a fancy, beautiful hook jar, you'll be supporting Jess, who's like <sighs> our favorite person in the whole world. And you'll Whoa. get a fancy hook jar. Like, best of both worlds. Do it I right now. I love this idea. This is great. <laughs> Do you? <laughs> oh, my oh, goodness. Man. Shut up and take my money. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by the Crochet Bay's podcast merch store. If you love the podcast and want to see it continue to grow, one of the best ways to support the show is to grab some Crochet Bay's swag for yourself. Like for real though, guys, this is Michael, Jessica's husband. I'm currently being held hostage in the podcast studio, and she said I can't come out until we sell at least five of each merch item. I haven't felt the warmth of the sun in several days. I'm just stuck here recording podcast advertisements and dreaming of freedom. Please, please just buy the merch. Release me from this prison. Okay, let's get back to the episode. (laughs) <laughs> all right friends the the train of exciting news does not stop here we have here one is. more stop before it pulls into the station can we just add like a little audio of drum roll like, I, like oh i was gonna say like a train like chugga 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 a train you guys the merch train is coming to town we we released sticker merch. We released. Episode three. Mm-hmm. And we did five different sticker designs. I love each and every one of them. Like, they were my own little baby children. They're beautiful. But we didn't stop there. We said the people We said the people need more than just stickers. We need to be able to wear crochet-based merch. We need to be able to display it. We need to be able to drink our coffee out of it. So. Ooh, what does that mean? <laughs> so that means... This episode, episode five, along with this episode releasing, we are also releasing our fall line of merch. 
And you guys, you got to go to the website. You got to go. It's linked, obviously, in the show notes for you. You got to go to the website to check it out and see, like, all the specific designs and stuff. But we wanted to let you know what we're going to hook you guys up with. You guys now have the ability to get crochet base t-shirts, sweaters, hoodies, dad hats, and coffee mugs. Coffee mugs! I'm literally losing my mind over the coffee mugs. Coffee mugs and sweatshirts. Like, we get cozy, we crochet, we drink coffee. The vibes are immaculate. Get your fancy crochet base stickers. Like, do the dang thing. Spend your money. Be responsible. But spend your money. You don't need your Starbucks this week because you need to buy a sticker. You don't need your Starbucks for a month. Not us giving budgeting (laughs) advice so that our merch gets bought. (laughs) So, like, picture this, okay? It's like a nice, crisp fall day. The leaves are turning. You've got your crochet-based sweater. you got your cup of coffee and a crochet-based mug. you got your cool little hook jar with your Berg's Nest crochet <laughs> mason jar cover. It's perfect. And you're, you're sitting down working on a, a shawl. And you've got your safari crochet hook that you're using to crochet that shawl. In life is good, friends. Okay, have you paint? Did I? Paint You're crocheting you? a grumpy sunflower. We gotta throw me um, in there somewhere. Or a Steve the snake. Or a Steve. Steve is the most yeah. popular. So uh, yes, you're crocheting a, a Thanksgiving Steve. <laughs> a pumpkin pie. Steve? A pumpkin Steve. What if he had like a little cream. dollop of whipped cream on top yes. of his head? Like he's orange. And, yes. And like maybe a little like crest color. Beige what if he had a little crust hat, like the ripply <gasps> crust, and it's a hat, and then and then the whipped cream on top? Y'all, I, <laughs> my mind is blowing right now. Like <laughs> Thanksgiving Steve's oh. coming soon. <laughs> Thanksgiving Steve. We are giving thanks for Steve. Truly, <laughs> <laughs> really we like are. Half of our episodes is just me, like belting out laughing you're like it was a 50 minute episode why because megan laughed for 37 minutes of it give the people what they want you know they only listen for my laughs that's it there there's a car alarm going off and i can't tell if it's my neighborhood and it's picking up in the mic or if it's like oh it stopped i don't know i don't know if that was in on my street i think it was because i heard it pretty loud and clear i couldn't hear it so just in case you guys wanted to know what the background ambient noise was um if it came through on the podcast that's what was happening um so you know just a little bit of the uh metropolitan noise that we felt like adding to the podcast (laughs) give a little something something it adds character (laughs) we are now an asmr podcast surprise (laughs) The ASMR is a car alarm. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing soothes and relaxes like a car alarm. Oh my goodness. You guys, thank you for joining us for episode five of the Crochet Base podcast. I'm ending it here because it's truly diving into chaos at this point. Is there anything intelligent that you'd like to say, Max, before um, we end? I mean, do I say anything intelligent ever? Let's be honest. Okay, I'll take that as a no. <laughs> no, this has definitely been by far my most favorite episode of the podcast. And I, I cannot so believe too. that we are at episode five already. Like, holy cow. Yeah, this is a big deal. This is amazing. And I can't wait to see everybody in their crochet base merch. Yes. And with their new Safari crochet hooks. Yes. The gold ones. 
Yay, yay, yay. We're so All right, friends. Well, we will see you next time for episode six. Until then, crochet, drink coffee, be kind. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. (laughs) Crochet bays. We're gonna crochet while we talk about crochet, while we talk about crochet. You can crochet too. Yeah.